Welcome in to On Texas Football Special Edition, Grading the Horns. We're going to do this one live uh, today, and the reason we're doing it live uh, is uh, simple. Uh, Jerry was busy breaking recruiting news, so we couldn't re record earlier. Uh, head on over to InsideTexas.com uh, for the very latest on some recruiting news. A special visitor uh, this weekend that was committed elsewhere, or that is committed elsewhere, at least for the time being. All right, Jerry, uh, this, this episode brought to you by the Rodman Firm, PLLC. We'll talk about that, but let's get into the grades. The Longhorns absolutely dominate, absolutely dominate uh, Texas Tech on Saturday or on Friday night, 57 to 7. What a hell of a way to say goodbye to the Big 12 regular season. I tell you what, just a, a monstrous performance across the board. We feel like Texas won all three phases of the game from start to finish. Just a tremendous, tremendous uh, uh, effort by the Longhorns. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a, a great, great effort by Texas. Both sides of the ball, special teams. Um, look, I mean, they scored on every facet of the game, right? Uh, Bert Auburn, 5 of 5 on field goals, another career long. He's made 19 in a row now since the Kansas game, and he's had some big kicks in there. Uh, defensive line did their job. They dominated best running back they've played all year. I think a better running back than the guy at Oklahoma State next week, if that's who it is in the Big 12 championship game. The defensive line dominated. Uh, linebackers played really well. Uh, corners in press. Malik Muhammad, Terrence Brooks looked very comfortable. That's what they want to do in coverage. Um, uh, so, yeah, I thought it was a tremendous all-around effort. Obviously, Texas fans are all fired up. Arch Manning got his first action as a Longhorn. Uh, but, it, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a great team victory. Um, and, and it really was needed at the right time for me um, because, look, I don't think the style points are going to count. I, I think this thing's going to kind of play itself out here. People are going to lose starting at about 25 minutes. Somebody's losing today. Uh, Florida State plays at Florida night, then has Louisville. Uh, Oregon and Washington will play each other next Friday night in the Pac-12 title game. People are going to lose. Um, but uh, I thought this came at the right time because it, it send, does send a message to the college football playoff committee, Bobby. It does send a message, and it's a common opponent with Oregon, and we've talked about that. But this episode is about grading the horns, and let's let's get into it, uh, Jerry. Uh, let's start at quarterback. Uh, Quinn Ewers had a good game, but I wouldn't call it his best effort, right? No. Uh, the Longhorns, uh, Longhorn quarterback uh, really, uh, you know, had a period there where he started off extremely hot, then had a little lull in the middle of it, finished up strong. 17 of 26 for 196 yards, one TD, a poor interception, though, in the red zone. Uh, you know, Arch Manning comes in, too, though. We need to mention him. Two of five uh, on the evening. Uh, he looked in total control. Let's start, though, um, on uh, our guy. Uh, at uh, the, the center of it all, Quinn Ewers, I thought he came out really strong uh, and started the drive out right, started the game out right, taking what was given to him. I, I give a, I give him a B minus B maybe. Jerry, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I went B minus. I was in between B minus. Uh, C plus I thought was a little low, so I went B minus. Uh, look, I think him and Sark are both aggressive guys in the past game, and, and I think we've talked about it all year is, Sark's going to run longer developing routes, so you're going to give up some sacks at the quarterback position. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the one thing with Quinn is he didn't – you know, he threw the one bad interception. That was a predetermined throw. You could tell that was coming out of the stoppage in play. 
uh, A.D. Mitchell and Sark were talking over on the sidelines. Quinn just over th- under through that ball, but that would have had them at a absolutely perfect pass because the safety help was on the way. Uh, but I, I think the one thing about Quinn is, you know, he's not going to run right now. He's going to take the sack. He's not going to put his body in harm's way right now again. Um, so, you know, if they can get past this week, then you have a month uh, to get healthy. That'll be a different story and hopefully a playoff game, but a bowl game for sure, as New Year's Six bowl game for sure. Uh, he's not going to put his body in harm's way. So is he holding the ball, took a couple of sacks? Yeah, I think he did. But the one thing is he didn't force it and have a multiple turnover game. Yeah, that's the one thing is he kept he gave his offense the next play up. I, I will say this: his one turnover, and Rod mentioned this in the post game, was a predetermined read. That's it. Art yeah. said, "Go with that." So it yeah. wasn't it wasn't a well thrown ball by any yeah. stretch, but it was a predetermined read that it looked like Sark wanted, uh, and so you got to give him a little leniency for that. Yes. Uh, Arch Manning came in, and man, he just—it's not so much he wasn't perfect by any stretch. But, boy, he, he looked composed to me for a true freshman, Jerry. Uh, quick arm, uh, you know, just going to be a, a whale of a player, I think, for the Longhorns. Let's talk a little bit about the running backs uh, now. I, You know, I, I tell you what, it was running back committee by by committee, but it was a blue ribbon committee. <laughs> that's, that's my take on last night. Uh, not only did Cedric Baxter start us off uh, with some powerful runs, moving the chains, uh, Jade Blue then came in and knocked delivered a knockout blow with a 69-yard run to kick off the second quarter. Uh, then you add uh, Savion Red, Trey Wisner, uh, Keelan Robinson even gotten involved on that swing pass. Y- you look at this, and if, if I had to circle one position I was most concerned about after Jonathan Brooks went down, it was probably running back. Yeah. After last night, you can't say that anymore. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, look, this it's a – the two back, the pony set, as Rod calls it, I think it could be very productive for Texas as well. Blue and Baxter in the game at the same time. Uh, but look, I, I think this here's the thing. Texas Tech, when it was known that Jalen Hutchings wasn't going to play, you knew Texas had an advantage running the football against Texas Tech. Texas Tech gave up 284 yards rushing to UCF last week. I believe that was the number um, with Jalen Hutchings playing a lot of that game. So you knew Texas had the advantage. It's one thing to have the advantage, another thing to take advantage of your advantage, and then the guys made plays. And again, no fumbles, right? No turnovers from the running back position. So this running back position touched the ball 36 times um, for 308 yards rushing and didn't have a turnover. I mean, it's an A-plus performance. Uh, There's nothing more you can really ask out of those guys. Yep, I I gave them an A. I could have given them an A plus. I mean, look, I like I said, I was just surprised. Yeah, Jerry. I mean, there's a level of, I mean, just true. I I, I don't even know how to say this. When a group steps up like they have the pat, not just la- not just this week, but last week, when your bell cow running back that's got over a thousand yards goes down, and each of the last two weeks, Texas has had a running back go over a hundred. Two different guys. That, that's just stepping up when the chips are down. And, uh, you know, I tell you what, 300 yards rushing is no joke. I mean, Joey McGuire uh, is, you know, walking in that defense, walking back to to uh, or traveling back to Lubbock with the tail between their legs uh, right now. All right. Um, hey, wide receivers. Uh, it was not an overwhelming performance by them. Uh, no one would say that. Uh, however, 
They certainly were a difference in the game. Xavier Worthy repeatedly moved the chains underneath. A.D. Mitchell or Adonai Mitchell did the same. Jordan Whittington, I thought, Jerry, had some nice nice plays called for him by Steve Sarkeesian to get him more involved. Uh, so all in all, uh, the receivers did their job. They weren't overwhelming, though. Uh, but I also thought they blocked well on the perimeter. Uh, Adonai Mitchell had a key block. Uh, so did uh, Jordan Whittington on that swing pass uh, to uh, Keelan Robinson for the touchdown. I went ahead and gave them an A-. minus. It wasn't anything to write home about, but it wasn't a bad performance either. Yeah, no, I thought it was a solid performance. I mean, the starting receivers went, what, the three of those guys went 10 for 125. Um, A.D. Mitchell, a couple of good blocks. Jordan Whittington, a great lead block on the Keelan Robinson lateral, which counted as a run, which really essentially was a pass. Uh, but, you know, J- uh, Jonte Cook comes in, catches the first pass ever from Arch Manning, first completion ever from Arch Manning. Uh, Casey Kane had a catch for 13 yards. So I thought they did their job. Uh, Jordan Whittington making plays after the catch. Xavier Worthy obviously hobbled off and on during that game, but kept competing. Uh, they scored one touchdown and 10 catches. Uh, they blocked on the perimeter. They've improved there as the season got has moved along. And I'm talking Mitchell and Worthy. Whittington was already tremendous at it. Uh, so I give him a solid A uh, in, in this game because, look, once Texas – we said on the on the watch with us. I said early in the second quarter, Texas gonna have nothing left in the tank in this game by the middle of the third quarter. You knew if Texas got to that point in command of the game, they were just gonna run the football, um, and and that's what they did. So the receivers were gonna have more limited opportunities in this game. The way that game was playing out, tight end JT Sanders. You see that number right there? Three receptions. Gunner Helm with one down inside the ten yard line to move the ball a little bit. Uh, but really, JT Sanders had two really nice catches, Jerry. One, a guy was draped all over him around the middle. And then also he had that one uh, kind of diving or sliding into the into the boundary that Quinn made a nice uh, throw uh, off schedule on. Uh, they seem to be getting better, though. The, the bigger piece for me is they seem to be getting better in as run blockers right now. JT Sanders is starting to be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, in the second half, it started uh, against Iowa State. And then last night, I thought he was aggressive again uh, as a run blocker. He keeps that aggression up. That's what pro teams are going to want to see. I-, I gave the tight end group an A- minus to an A uh, because that run game does uh, run off of their hind tail a little bit. Yeah, no, there there has to be a factor in the run game and in pass protection. There has to be a factor uh, required to be a factor. Uh, so they they did their job better last night than they have in some games, especially U of H, right? Cut four passes for 49 yards. They've steadily uh, improving there. Look, JT Sanders, uh, he, he, got, he got hit where it hurts last night, but he was not coming out of that football game. Uh, I thought he showed some more. He's always shown competitive fire, catching the football, run after catch. I, I think he's showing a little more physical competitive fire right now around the line of scrimmage. And that's obviously he's listening to people because people have probably told him, look, man, if you want to be the player you can be, you have to take it up a notch here. And I think a lot of it too is he's feeling a little, uh, he's feeling a little better physically, right? The ankle's a little better. um, And so he's not as concerned about that, but I I, I give those guys a solid A minus last night. Yeah. uh, I I would agree with that. Uh, I I feel like they just, they continue to be a factor, a positive one overall. And uh, that's the reason, but look, 
the offensive line, yes, they gave up a couple sacks. I think those were pressure sacks more than anything. Matt, bring up the entire – Matt, our producer, bring up our enti- the entire offensive production from a team stat perspective uh, for this one because I think the offensive line uh, gets the credit for this, in my opinion. I mean, they – look, Jerry, you, you don't go uh, for 528 yards yeah. total offense – for the Longhorns last night without the offensive line absolutely owning like they did Texas Tech's defensive line. They wore their butts out, and they didn't just do it with the first string. They did it with the second string as well. I mean, there were more running, more holes in the running game in the third and fourth quarter than there were the first two. Yeah. That, that second string offensive line. I mean, just a yeah. tremendous game by the front. Yeah, no no doubt. I, I, I really agree with that. and. Look, you could tell, Bobby, in this game that as Texas got up a couple of scores, Tech was getting tired. You could see it. Uh, you know, they didn't have Jalen Hutchins inside, but you could see they were getting tired. And you just knew if Texas had a lead and Sark got to that point where, okay, we're gonna, I'm going to close this thing out with the run game, that they were going to have a lot of success, right? And uh, I thought what the great thing was they ran it out of any set. That's the other thing, right? They ran it right. They ran it left. They ran it out of the pony set. They ran it out of one back. Uh, they ran it every, in every set they lined up in, and that's a good sign. Obviously, Texas Tech's not great against the run. That's two weeks in a row they got gashed, but you still have to go do your job, and Texas did their job. They played physical. They played at a high level. DJ Campbell is out there. Uh, he, he had a lot of good hits in that game last night. I'll say that. A lot of good contact plays. Second team guys come in. Uh, you know, look, Neto's always going to compete in the run game. Uh, but those guys got in the those guys got in the game, and they brought physicality as well. Uh, Jaden Chapman's first action, I believe, uh, uh, of the season because they want to make sure Trevor Goosby keeps that red shirt. Um, and and Jaden Chapman not in uh, he's not in any harm, not close to burning a red shirt. So, uh, but I thought the offensive line overall played really well, um, and, and they did their job. Uh, I, I agree. I gave him an A minus, but I could have gone an A. The false starts, yeah, uh, continue to be a, a, an issue. Uh, otherwise, uh, just tremendous effort from those guys. Offense overall, Jerry, I went A. Um, the only the only negatives, or actually, I, I went A minus. The only negatives were a couple red zone offense. Yeah, uh, really sputtered at times. We saw that uh, Quinn had uh, Xavier Worthy open just a little late with the ball. Uh, they didn't get to – can we get a perfect slide from Arch A-plus? Um, my, my point is they had a couple of opportunities to blow the game further wide open. Also, uh, they were 3 of 11, I believe, on third down, uh, which needs to improve against yeah. better teams. Uh, but overall, uh, Texas, uh, I, I thought, with a, with a really strong offensive performance, buoyed by a defense, frankly, that was just dominating. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I'm, I, I just go, I go A overall, A, a to A minus, one of those two, because the red zone issues. And I should have said that. that was, you brought up a good point in, in wide receivers. Xavier Worthy didn't have good awareness on that play. That should have been a touchdown for Texas. Um, so that was maybe an awareness play to overall offensive grade. I'll go A minus because the red zone issues. Um, you know, Quinn had the one, the one uh, predetermined throw that wasn't his best. Xavier Worthy didn't have good awareness on that one play. That should have been a touchdown. Um, they had the fumble on the exchange. Quinn had the fumble on the exchange in the red zone. So uh, Arch had one too, uh, but game was out of hand. 
obviously. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go A minus offense overall. And I would think the Texas staff would probably grade it the same because, you know, the uh, the red zone issues can are going to continue and third down conversion are yeah. going to continue uh, to be things they talk about. And because these guys coach to a level of perfection, it's not just us talking about it. They want to play to a level of perfection. I, I got to let's go to defense. And hi, Jerry, um, I don't know if I've ever thought this or felt this before, but I want to say this before we even go to the entire defense. You know, you think back to all the times the the potent offenses Texas Tech has brought into Austin or has played with in Lubbock. You realize that Texas Tech only entered Texas territory once all night. Once. Yeah. That was the second or third drive of the game, and that was it. And that was because of the big kick return, right? Yeah, yeah. But still, they, they got that drive going and ended up scoring a touchdown. My point being, they entered Texas territory once all night long. It was as dominant a performance as we'll see, uh, giving up Tech only 198 yards. Let's start with the defensive line because that's where it starts with on this Texas team uh, and on the defense. Byron Murphy, Tavondre Sweat, Alfred Collins, Baron Sorrell, Ethan Burke, Trill Carter, Vernon Broughton, uh, Justice Finkley, I thought, had a nice game. They owned the Texas Tech front, period. Yeah, that's an A plus plus. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I mean, that's an A plus plus. I mean, look, the uh, Alfred Collins had an active game. Tavondre Sweat, Byron Murphy, you said it. You just went through the list of guys. Um, it was an A plus plus game because I'm here to tell you the running back's a real deal. I mean, he is a really good college football back that will play in the NFL. Um, and, and they had to populate that football. They had to win that line of scrimmage. They had to bounce that guy uh, to the outside a little bit. Um, and I thought they just did their job. I thought there were, you know, there's a couple of plays. And I don't remember exactly where it was in the game, but there were three sets of Texas defensive linemen, a yard and a half. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Past the line of scrimmage on the tech side, a second after second half after a ball was snapped. It was Murphy Sweat and somebody else. May have been Barron, actually, on a, on, on a nickel blitz. But there was also an in that was way up the field. Uh, Texas played on the Texas Tech side of the line of scrimmage for the majority of the game. And for that, it's A++. Yep, uh, absolutely. Uh, I just, I, they harassed Baron Morton in a way that I don't know that I've seen a Texas team do ever. Oh, that's a, the craziest stat. On a consistent basis. I mean, he could not breathe. He couldn't, he couldn't, he, he never felt comfortable. All night long, uh, someone's mentioning in the chat here, Pete Kwiatkowski silenced the haters last night. 
I completely agree. That defensive front helped him do that. Yeah. Uh, no doubt. All right. Linebacker. Well, I, I want to say this. The craziest stat from that game last night, is Baron Morton averaged 2.4 yards of passing attempt. And it only got the 2.4 in the fourth quarter after the game was truly in hand. At one point, he had 36 pass attempts for 58 yards. He was averaging less than, or sorry, 31 pass attempts for 58 yards. He was averaging less than two yards per attempt in a power five game. He ended the game 2.44 yards an attempt in a power five game with two teams that had winning records. That is a wild stat. Pressure. That's yep. what Texas uh, put on uh, the Red Raiders last night. All right, linebacker. Uh, Jalen Ford led the team in tackles with eight. Uh, Anthony Hill gets the uh, uh, big play for the uh, sack. Uh, Jet, Jet Bush, uh, I think that was as a defensive end when he came right. in. Mo Blackwell played some. David Benda had a good senior night. Um, all in all, I, I, put, I gave him an A. The one ding that I put on them was the Anthony Hill unsportsmanlike yeah. penalty that you know, you just can't do that when the game's still in doubt. There's no reason to. Uh, and I don't, I'm not saying that it was the right call, but you don't need to leave that up to the officials. Right. Yeah I, yeah, I would say that was the right call. I mean, he got he went down to get to his face to talk the trash, right? That was that was the right call. Um, but it, does that mean I agree with where football is now? No, not necessarily, but by the rule, that was the right call. This, this would it's solid A for me. It would have been an A plus if Jalen Ford hadn't dropped that interception. Because I think he might have scored on it. Uh, and, and Jet Bush did. Yes. Uh, you know, we talked about the, all, the scoring in all three phases, which Texas did last night. Kick return, uh, interception return, and obviously on offense as well. Uh, an A for the guys on offense. Uh, all right. I want to say thank you real quick to our sponsor. Uh, our sponsor of uh, Grading the Horns each and every week is the Rodman Firm. Uh, Tim Rodman and his group are committed to serving your needs in business commercial and residential real estate, construction law, and more throughout the state of Texas, Tim and his team pride themselves on detailed representation and developing long-lasting relationships with their clients. Call Tim at 281-343-3382 or visit rodmanfirm.com. That's rodmanfirm.com. And uh, remember, they are statewide. So anywhere you need to go in the state of Texas, Tim and his group can help you out with any kind of business uh, uh, transactions that you may need. All right, let's talk about the defensive backs, Jerry. This will be the highest grade I give them all season. I'm convinced of it. I agree. Uh, an A+. Plus. Uh, you know, I wonder at some level, Jerry, uh, exactly what went on after Ryan Watts went out. Did they start playing? I mean, and that was the first play of the game, first play from scrimmage. Did they just start playing more man and trying to line up and beat the tech receivers off the ball? Um, because Manny Muhammad had a pick. Terrence Brooks had a pick. Gavin Holmes played well. Your I, thoughts? I think it was a combination of things. I think, one, Texas knew that Texas Tech offensive line could not pass pro. I think they knew they had a huge advantage there. And Tech doesn't have an outside receiver that's a vertical threat on this team. So you could – those are the, that's a recipe for playing press coverage to me. And Miles Price didn't play in this game. That's a pure recipe for playing man press. Don't have outside receivers that have, can go get you deep um, so you can run with those guys. And you know your defensive line has a huge advantage over a pa offensive line at Tech that's not going to be good in pass protection. 
there that's the that's another reason they went to running the football this year aside from the quarterback injuries that offensive line is not good in pass pro so texas they that was a great scout uh, on texas tech they knew they had advantage uh defensive line versus offensive line creating pressure and they knew tech couldn't race by them on the outside at wide receiver they didn't have deep threats but then it gets to this i really believe terrence brooks at his best is a press corner his dad played in the NFL. He's trained him that way. He's a 5'11 and a half corner with a 79-inch wingspan, the longest arms you'll see on a corner, 5'11. Malik Ma- uh, Ma- Manny Muhammad, a technician, the guy that loves to play press. Um, so I think it played right into the hands of those guys, and that was the right team uh, to kind of go reroute those uh, tech receivers because if you reroute them, they didn't have the speed, quickness, acceleration to make you pay deep. So it's a perfect uh, – Storm for Texas there, and I thought that was a really good scouting job. But then you get down to Manny Mohammed makes a play. Terrence Brooks makes a play. Both corners had interceptions last night. Um, so everybody, Gavin Holmes made a really good play. All the corners made plays last night. Uh, safeties, I thought, looked. it was a game where um, Tech, Tech did not have the time to really go after the Texas safeties down the field with that offensive line. I give the defensive backs an A-plus. They did their job. They had two turnovers, um, probably could have had three. The one P.I. on Keaton Crawford in the end zone. Uh, but, I mean, I thought they, I thought they did their job A-plus. I thought they tackled pretty well, too, because that running back is uh, – uh, he's going to run through a corner safety more times than not. Yeah, Jaron Thompson knows that. He That was, that was one of the plays that uh, – they got uh, that set them up for that uh, their lone touchdown. Uh, Taj Brooks just took it to Jaron Thompson, but to that point they did fill, and Jaron Thompson played a good game. Keaton Crawford came up and really helped in the run game. I thought he may have had his best game, even though he had that PI. He may have had his best game at safety uh, yeah. so far. Uh, also, I'll, I'll add this. Uh, you know, we can talk about it, but Derek Williams, uh, he continues to be a, a real guy, and then. Jade Barron, uh, just solid uh, as usual. He's got a feel for the game. Uh, all right, overall defense, Jerry. I mentioned this when we first started talking about it. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury has to be like b- beside himself. That's number one. Number two, Mike Leach <laughs> rolling over. I mean, what you go, you go all game in inner Texas territory one time. How can you not give the Texas defense a grade other than A plus? Yeah, you have to give I mean, them an A plus. I mean, look, did Tech did Tech have the speed at outside receiver? No. Did they have the offensive line? No. But for what your job was asked, what you were asked to do, they executed the they executed the plan, right? I mean, Taj Brooks is a really good running back. He got ninety six yards, nineteen carries. The guy's a very good player. Um, there's a reason he'd been carrying it thirty for one sixty the last few games. But they did their job. They did what they were asked to do in that game. They made uh, life tough on Baron Morton. I believe somebody in the chat said this, and it's true. I think I saw it on Twitter this morning. Second time in 23 years, Tech has had less than 100 yards passing. So it's been the run defense for Texas. Last night, whether Tech has the speed at receiver, at outside receiver or not, they still went and did their job, so I give them an A+. That makes sense. I I just don't see how you can't. Pete Kwiatkowski, look, they're giving up le- they're giving up 18 points a game this year, Jerry. Pete yeah. Kwiatkowski, the defensive coordinator, from where he started th- with this program to where he is today, the development of the team, all that stuff. 
I mean, my hat's off uh, to Pete Kwiatkowski and the defensive crew. Bo Davis uh, deserves a raise and maybe a, a, a little statue somewhere because he has put in uh, yeoman's work at defensive line as well. All right, special teams. Uh, we debated. It looked like, for whatever reason, Will Stone couldn't get the ball into the into the end zone. Yeah. And when he did, Tech was willing to take it out from two yards deep. They had to. Yeah, they had to do something. So Texas made an adjustment after Dre McCray's uh, one initial return and started kicking away from McCray to Xavier White, and they handled him like nobody's business. Trey Wisner ended up with three special teams tackles, Gary. Uh, Then other special teams news. Michael Taft uh, blocks a punt. Keelan Robinson, we mentioned the Jaden. Finally got Blue. that return. We knew he was been close for the last year and a half. But but here's here's the issue. Think about it. Texas started the second quarter with a 69-yard run. Yeah. They started the third quarter with a 95-yard kick return. Those yeah. were explosive plays to start. And after that, it was Katie bar the door. Texas dominated uh, the second half overall. Uh, add all of that together, Ryan Sandburn has two punts, both downed inside the 20, just two. And both inside the 20. And then you have Burt Auburn, who's absolutely maniacal right now. Five of five. If there's, other than the Dre McCray kick return, which yep. did set up the lone score for the Red Raiders, I give special teams an A. And I almost feel ashamed that I'm not giving them A+. plus Because other than that, they were stunning, in my opinion. Xavier Worthy on punt return. Punt return as well. Yeah, he got he got a good return as well. Yeah, I go A as well. Um uh, you know, I can't give him a perfect score, but I give him an A. Um, I, I'll tell you the other thing. Good job, Sanborn. There was a high snap on a uh, on a field goal, and he got that thing down. and got the well, laces were not were not turned towards Bird Auburn, uh, so that was a good job there on hold. Uh, so on the one snap that was high, but yeah, I thought I thought Texas uh, played exceptionally well. I give him a solid A. Um, just you know, a little bit in the stone, not getting the ball to the end zone. I don't think they were short kicking that on purpose. I don't think they do that to Dre McCray. Maybe they did, and I'm wrong. Uh, maybe they knew McCray was going to run it out anyways because Tech had nothing to lose. Uh, so I go solid A. Yep. Overall, uh, Jerry, uh, this was a, a team win. I think yeah. uh, as we look back at it, uh, 57 to seven. I mean, I listened to Joey McGuire's press conference post game, and I tell you what, uh, he wasn't. He was acting more or less demoralized than maybe he should have. Oh, we were this close. When you don't cross the 50, but once an entire game, you got your butt whipped. Yeah. And it's nice to have all these platitudes. Oh, well, it's just, we lost this one and had this guy hurt. No, you got your butt whipped. Yeah. That's what really happened. And you can try to put lipstick on a pig, but that one ain't, that one ain't going with me. That dog don't hunt. All right, uh, that's going to do it for grading with the horns. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I want to give out one more grade. Okay, go for it. Chris Del Conte, University of Texas, for atmosphere at DKR this season, Bevo Boulevard, A++. They have created an atmosphere that Texas fans want to go to the game. They want to get there early. They want to take their kids. It's a fun day. It's a great atmosphere. What they've done with the night game is special. I needed to give out one more grade. Chris Del Conte, University of Texas, A++ for the game day atmosphere at DKR. Interesting. All right. Uh, that's going to do it uh, for today's uh, on, uh, on Texas Football Grading the Horns. I want to say thanks again to our sponsor. That's Tim Rodman of the Rodman Firm, LLC. Tim and his group are committed to serving your needs in business, commercial, and residential real estate. 
uh, real estate law, construction law, and more throughout the state of Texas. Anywhere in Texas, you can call them, uh, Tim, at 281-343-3382 or visit rodmanfirm.com. Jerry, the Longhorns now have uh, Oklahoma State or Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, Oklahoma State plays uh, on uh, later today at 2.30 on ABC. We'll be watching that. Uh, Rod Babers, by the way, and Drew Kelson are getting together for a little talk. Drew was at the game last night uh, and has some thoughts as well. Uh, for Jerry Hamilton, uh, we'll be on all day talking to you guys. Uh, make sure you check us out on Inside Texas as well. we got a bunch of stuff over there. Uh, here we go. Uh, InsideTexas.com on Texas football. Uh, thanks for watching. Grading with the horns. Hook them. And yes, your mark, F-minus. <laughs>